This is called Petrie's Promo Roundup Quick Hit Holiday Weekly News for People. Okay? beloved we are gathered here today to get through this thing called the All promo light. front podcast welcome to episode number 73 i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the lieutenant of leftovers the general of the green bean casserole mm. the private of pumpkin pie himself the one and only kirby hossman kirby gobble gobble how are you <laughs> i'm doing well man doing well uh we we obviously did a little bit of a thankfulness exercise last week and that was really cool um, but this is one of my favorite holidays, uh, probably my favorite holiday. Um, it's like uh, Christmas without all the gifts. I love the food. I love the sort of the get together. And so this is a, I always kind of call this like, like Thanksgiving week. So the whole week is sort of a celebration of gratefulness. And so I love that. How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, just coming off my birthday, which uh, yes. I'm now 77 years young. So <laughs> feel pretty good about that. You um, look great for 77. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I really do. Uh, so I, uh, I, I like you, um, pretty much taken most of the week off. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if you're doing that. I'm doing that, but I want to focus on family. I want to focus on just relaxing a little bit, um, before the holidays get started and then, you know, really hectic last couple months. So, so pretty excited about that. Just ready to kind of, kind of lay down, but you know, sometimes Kirby, I want to step up. And when it's time to step up, I won't find me a soapbox to step up on. I bet you didn't know that. That's right. We At this point, we know what the soapbox is, right? It's one-on-one -on -one brainstorming supplier meeting platform designed for those deeper dive conversations. They've extracted the most productive elements of the in-person hosted buying event uh, format and created a very, very easy to use custom online platform that delivers a streamlined and improved experience for distributors. Now, Kirby, my favorite part is it's super manageable. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great things about the platform, but I want you to remember this, Kirby. Four, two, one. Okay. It's for a distributor. It's four meetings. Yep. Takes two hours a month, one time a month. Correct. That's it. Um, and I know you love how efficient and effective those meetings are, Kirby. Yeah, and I was really impressed with the quality of the meetings. Um, I, I was uh, one of the first adopters, and so I've been doing it for quite some time. You know, the other uh, thing that I, I hadn't thought to mention to you, but it is pretty cool, is that you keep, there's like a backlog of all the meetings that you have with the contact information of all the people that you do. And you know how it is when you have one of these meetings is like, oh, that's a really interesting product, but I don't have a project for that now. And then three months down the later, those three months down the road, you're like, oh my gosh, who was that person? What was that company? And how can I get a hold of them? And one of the cool things about the soapbox is you've got that there and you can be like, you literally click on it and call them right from there. And that's, that's actually pretty cool part of the platform. That's a really cool feature. I mean, honestly, it, it, exactly what you said. That's a great feature. And there's a bunch of those little features in there, but honestly, why the hell should anybody take your word for it? I know I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. How about this little nugget? How about this little nugget from Chris Wachowiak from Ronin Branding? I have made amazing supplier connections and dramatically grown my business thanks to the Soapbox, soapbox platform. This is an epic experience. Now, 
If you can't say your supplier meetings are epic, um, it's probably time to go ahead and step on that soapbox there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to learn more, <laughs> go ahead and complete the request info form at promosoapbox.com, or you can send an email over to info at promosoapbox.com, and you're not going to be sorry you did. Sweet. All right, Kirby. So we're back to our normal format this week, promo up front. So you have the um, luxury of having the opening topic of which I have no idea what you're going to talk about. So Kirby, please promo up front. Yeah. So the headline is live merch makes a comeback. Live concert merch makes a comeback. Okay. So, um, you know, I think many of us for 18 to 24 months to 10 years, mm-hmm. whatever it felt like during that, you know, one of the things yep. that went away was, was live music. Right. And you and I've mm-hmm. talked about that. I know that you live for live music. I, I love live music as well. And musical festivals and shows are booking, like especially into 2022, they're really growing. And so with live music being back, uh, it's bringing back the demand for live concert merch. And so um, there's, you know, a ton of big name artists that are planning their uh, 2022 uh, tours. Uh, For me, I think, you know, I like to listen to Zach Brown, Jimmy Buffett, Kenny Mm -hmm. Chesney. Kenny Chesney is planning, he's a big promoting uh, their summer tour as well. So I say that to say, merch from the from the live concert venue is back do you think this is a trend that helps bring the industry and sort of some of that back is that just one piece of the puzzle or is it a sort of a symbol of things to come i think it's both i think it can be both i mean i i I do believe it's a piece of the puzzle um concert merch i'm I'm real close to it here in nashville yeah when uh the tour business kind of went out of business during the pandemic Uh, a lot of people we knew uh, didn't, didn't have jobs. And so it was very, very painful. And obviously merch being a big, big part of that. So I think that's a big piece of the puzzle, but I also think it portends for all of us, just looking for that opening to get back. Let's mm-hmm. go and not get back to normal. I don't want to get into all of that and what the new normal is, blah, 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 but we want to move forward. I think people are just ready to move forward. You take some of the things we were able to do before and, and you reconfigure them into whatever uh, life looks like today. And I think what you're seeing is uh, a real representation of that in the uh, music industry, especially with merch. Now, a lot of bands did some really cool things during the pandemic where they had live shows where you could pay to see them online and order merch. So yeah, they had special merch just for those events. So they've kind of gotten it from the get-go. Yeah, I, I think one of the things, one of the telltale signs of this is that I think this was true when I had the brewery is obviously we were in the business of selling beer, live music. You're in the business of selling tickets. I mean, for the most part, right. It it shows the additional revenue streams that you don't, I think sometimes we lose sight of and we take for granted that it's actually an additional revenue stream for many of the artists. It's a way that they, they, they increase their income. So I thought, I just thought it was a cool topic. So it's a huge revenue stream. I mean, if you think about if you're into music at all, all of us of a certain age, you grew up most bands made their money from selling albums they went to tour to support sales of the album right now it's completely 180 degrees they put out new music so they can tour and make money and sell merchandise it's yeah. just the way it is nobody makes any money off those streams off of spotify or apple yeah. music or any of them they have to play live and so it's a big deal yeah, and so it, and it's it is kind of interesting. And, and by the way, kudos to the music industry for for figuring that flip out. Like they, yeah. like they, 
that you're hundred percent right. That it is, that's a 180 of a complete business yep. model. There aren't a lot of business models who can go, Hey, the way we did it all, all our lives. And in the course of five years, we're going to switch yeah. it completely. I just think that's interesting. Yeah, it is. All right. Good, good topic. Good promo front. All right, Kirby, I have a brand new segment for our show. <laughs> this is called Petrie's promo roundup, quick hit holiday weekly news for people. Okay. So I'm going to list, there's a bunch of like nothing going on in our. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you of... say that again, please? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Petrie's promo roundup, quick hit holiday week, weekly news for people. That's, that's well done. It's well done. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Is that for the open? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but okay. I just thought it was funny. Anyway, so there's really nothing going on this week. So for a, a, a podcast that's called Promo Upfront, there wasn't much upfront, folks. Yeah. Bad news. So, Kirby, we're going to go through about six topics. I just want a one or two sentence from you, and then we okay. move on. All okay. right. I like it. I like it. These are things that, according to our news outlets in the industry, are going on and we should pay attention to. Now, to me, most of these are filed, filed under, you think? Yeah. But, hey, people got to write. News has to be shared. All right. Number one, Kirby. Mandalay Bay Convention Center is ready for PPI Expo 2022. <laughs> uh, good. I, I'm excited. I actually, I, I don't, you and I haven't talked about this, but that's where I booked my, uh, I'm, I'm staying at Mandalay Bay this year for the first time in probably I don't know, 10 or 15 years. So I'm excited that they're ready for me. Good to know. Well, I'm glad they're ready for you too. So there's, <laughs> there's that. I'm ready too. All right. The United States Postal Service expects heavy holiday volume. Brand new information. That is, that's, yeah, I had you know, no clue. So it's funny. I think that that's, uh, it, that's the headline we need to send to our customers who mm -hmm. are looking up and going, wait, there's delays. We've been telling them since April, but yeah, yeah they're just figuring that out. It's cool. Yeah, I, I I I laugh every time I see a headline like that. It happens every year too. Hey, mail yeah. things early. It's like, okay, we got, it, we got, it, we got. It. All right, here's one that just shocked me, Kirby. Pandemics strain on workers is taking a toll. <laughs> uh, but it, it, I I giggle about that one. But that one is man, you're seeing it everywhere. Like yeah. we, I, we I was actually having a conversation with uh, M in my office, the office manager, mm -hmm. and she's mm -hmm. you know we both said, man, we love Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. But this year she was saying, man, it, it, it just feels like everybody's so on edge. And that it, it, it does speak to that. She goes, I'm going to have several beers to try and avoid all the conversations. And so I, it, yeah. there's a lot of people well, on edge. Well, if, if people don't think the pandemic has taken a toll on all of us for years, we're all going to have some sort of scar tissue from this. Yeah. You're, you're blind, deaf. All right. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. U.S. Senate confirms CPSC Commissioner Richard Trumka Jr. Congratulations! All right, I have I have no comment. Cool. <laughs> OSHA suspends workplace vaccine mandate following mm. a court ruling. Now, see, I think that's a pretty big headline. I didn't know that uh, okay. you'd bring that one up, but um, yeah, I that, see. I, I'm I'm both surprised and not surprised by that. I think mm -hmm. that. Um, we've managed to make some of this pretty political. And so when there's a mandate on one side, another group is going to fight against it. And that, that's fine. That's, that's the United yeah. States. Um, to me, I, I was thinking about this. In some ways, I, and I'll, I'll draw it back to uh, the mask piece as mm -hmm. opposed to the vaccine, right? Um, so when Ohio Governor Mike DeWine issued... And he was one of the early ones uh, on shutdown, on mask, you know, all that stuff. Right. Um, to me, there was a whole 
group of people who were pissed off at him because he, he he's overextending his rights. But from my perspective, he did small businesses a service, not only from a healthcare perspective, if you know that it'll hopefully keep their the the workers safe and the employees safe, but it also gave small businesses an out because they yeah. could say they could say it's not me i'm not making you do that mr customer it's the yeah. governor it's not up to me yeah. and so it, it kind of gave them an out and i kind of feel like to a degree that's what the government's doing with this vaccine ma- mandate is they're saying everybody throw their arrows at us so that businesses can go sorry we just have to do it i just think it's one of those very slippery slope things i don't really i mean obviously i'm for the vaccine and yep. gonna, again not going to get into political discussion about it but um i'm not a huge fan of government overreach and yep. this is what it feels like a little bit um and i i don't know i i don't know all the right answers i just think it's one of those things because of the way our system is set up it's going to be delayed 800 times because i gotta tell you there's no way to implement something like this without completely disenfranchising people i don't yeah. it, it's it's definitely going to be one of those things the road to hell is paved with good intentions yeah yeah, it's it's a tough one, but it's it get there's conversation about it. I'm sure around you, I, I have mm-hmm. conversation around it every single day. So it'll yeah. be interesting. Now I get it. All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us? Okay, cool. We got through all those. Um, yep. Okay, so did you th- did you like the new segment? That was fun. I actually did kind of like that because I went through all those websites today and was like, mm-hmm. no, no, yep. no. <laughs> So I, I I feel you on that. So um, I decided to bundle it together into one little little yeah, package. One topic that got you to move on. I that's brilliant yep. on your part. Um, okay, I wouldn't go that far. The headline: Workers suffer headaches of hybrid. Um, so hmm. I thought that, I actually thought this was kind of interesting. It said as companies okay. grapple with the challenges of hybrid work, employees are landing. You know, the people who are doing hybrid. So there's people who are just going back to the mm-hmm. office and then there's people who are always remote and mm-hmm. uh, their employees are landing in a mushy middle ground. So, you know, with some colleagues working in the office and they're still getting the advantage of the water cooler talk. Then there's some right. people who are, you know, feel like they're missing out because they're not. Um, so yeah. some employers are, have established zoom rules uh, at Zillow mm-hmm. The one Zoom, all Zoom policy requires all staff to join uh, join meetings from separate laptops, even if only one person is dialing in virtually. So there's there's like this whole kind of, and again, I think you and I talked about the idea that there was going to be hiccups about this from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that feels like an overreach, by the way, but yeah. um, I was curious to know what do you think? I mean, is this something we're just going to work through? Or do you think we're going to move to a place where it's like, dude, either work remote or work here, you pick? I, I think when workers are given, with freedom comes responsibility and, and it comes, sometimes comes with drawbacks, right? I mean, yeah. if you choose to work from home, you don't, you don't have to commute, your bathroom's clean and so on and so <laughs> forth. And you have a lot more privacy. But you're going to give away some of that camaraderie you would normally have in the office. And so I, I don't think it's an, this is a slippery slope. How many times am I going to say that this podcast? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's the employer's responsibility to make everybody feel okay. You've right. made a choice, deal with it. Right. And it, to me, it's like someone who chooses to spend more money to live close to work in a downtown area but has a very small house or a very small apartment, I should say, as opposed to someone who lives in the suburbs. Those are choices. They both work at the same place, but they have different, 
their homes are different, very different. Their commutes are very different. If, if a, 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 an employer is giving the option of either working a hybrid work or, you know, working from home and all that, I don't think basically making everybody else all of a sudden work remote just to make the one person feel better. Yeah. Uh, even though every, all the other people are sitting in the office. So everybody's yeah. sitting in their office on a zoom call. That to me is just silly. Yeah. And again, give people the choice. They will do the math. I, I, I get this, but now I'm going to miss out on this. And you have to weigh the scales yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, I think they're trying to, I'm sure this was Zillow. I'm sure they're trying to manage the culture of it. Um, and I'll be the first to say, like we do, like we had a meeting today, Yeah, which was, everybody was on Zoom. Uh, Dustin sits, you know, 15 feet from me, a couple people right. downstairs, but then four or five people are from home. So it was kind of a, that felt natural. Um, but if everybody comes into a staff meeting, which we do, we yeah. do in-person staff meetings, and one person right. can't be there, then we set the laptop on the on the right on the conference table, and the rest of us have an in-person meeting. I think it's you're punishing. It's a little bit like starting a meeting late while everybody's yeah. sitting around a table because somebody's not there. That's uh, to you, me that's bullshit. Like well, you're punishing you, everybody yeah. else. So that's, you know, I have said that to you a million times. Yeah. I don't punish people for being on time. Yeah. And and I think with uh, what you're saying, I get what you're saying in that environment. I think you just leave it up to people. You don't. Here's the thing: if both uh, three people want to rally around the computer for a meeting, go ahead. Who cares? If they want to get in a conference room because they happen to be in the office, that's fine. Yeah. To legislate it though, like a Zillow is, is so silly to me. Okay, well, one person's on a Zoom call, so we all have to have our own individual Zoom areas. That's, that's silly. I'm sorry. That's dumb. Yes. I over, oh, you talk about overreach from the government. That's over no legislation kidding. right inside of a company. All right, Kirby. I've got a headline. It's not my normal make you giggle headline, but this one caught my attention, and I do want to talk about this. Okay. The perils of branding your workplace as a family. Mm, okay. okay. Oh, I actually like this. Okay. So like many this. companies obviously use the word family to yep. describe their company culture, right? And we used to. to the right. Welcome to the Hosman marketing family or so on and so forth. Well, this article from the Harvard Business Review suggests that's harmful. Yeah. Um, for three reasons. One, um, personal and professional lives begin to blur. Okay. Right. Family means different things to different people. Sure. A little bit of confusion there. And not everyone wants to connect with their coworkers on, on a deeper level. So that, yeah. that's there's one. Number two, an exaggerated sense of loyalty can become harmful because in family cultures, employees are willing and able to go the extra mile. But studies show that overly loyal people are the first ones to do unethical things in order to accomplish a goal, not disappoint their employer. And it can lead okay. to burnout as well. And then the third one, um, that the power dynamic exists where employees get taken advantage of. Um, yeah, it ends up making... Making uh, ends up making employees feel unempowered. Mommy and daddy are always going to decide everything right. in this little family here. Um, and it's hard to reprimand, let alone fire a family member. So that's the, that's the one like to me. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So, so tell me, I've got some thoughts here. Yeah. Um, but I obviously you do too. So yeah, it's something that. I actually have given a great deal of thought to. I mean, that was certainly something when we first started, Hey, we're all family. And that was something, and mm -hmm. I actually read, um, 
John Taffer. Uh, John Taffer mm-hmm. did a bar uh, rescue. A, yeah, bar rescue. And he had, he had a book where he talked about this. Um, and I forget, raise the bar or something like that was his book. Mm-hmm. And he actually said that it's harmful to do it. And it was one of those moments where I read it and it just clicked. He said, there's, mm-hmm. he said, and we do this, we we're members of a team, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're all striving for the same goal, but mm-hmm. underperforming team members don't get kept. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's really hard to let go of a family member. And there can be an, you talked about it really from the employee perspective mm-hmm. on that article. And that's great that, you know, you're asking them to do more, but I think it's the opposite, at least again, from my perspective, because that's the perspective I have is like, oh, it's really, you know, I'm overly loyal to people who are not performing sometimes because they're members of the family, not members of the team. And I think as a coach, it's easier to coach them up, discipline them, or, you know, cheer for the people who are doing more. So um, Mm -hmm. I I actually, I don't necessarily agree with the first like two reasons it gave. Yeah, Um, I wasn't necessarily buying that. But the biggest one was exactly the loyalty piece. I think that makes a ton of sense. So uh, I happen to agree with you. I would like to disagree with you, (laughs) but I don't. I think the word family, especially as it relates to a workplace environment, is one of those crutch words that Mm -hmm. we use. And it's it's trying, we want to make people feel warm and welcome, but it's, it is, it does set a code of expectations where, um, like you were talking about the way I looked at it and he, he did not cover it in the article. Um, I think family members can also take advantage of one another because they know they're not going to do anything. I mean, we're part of a family. So I think you get sometimes people not working as hard um, and not focused on performance of the overall group. I like the word you used, which is team. Um, That's a far more apt description because you're right. In Taffer's right, underperforming team members, they're not going to be here. And right. in that, and that's, we all have to be okay with that. Right. We may like the people on our team. We may really love hanging out with the people on our team. We may hate the people on our team. <laughs> there are plenty of teams where the quarterback and the head coach hated each other. Right. right. But they were successful. So I, I agree with you. I just thought it was a really interesting perspective and one I hadn't thought about. Yeah. And I, the other thing I would say about teams is I think just by nature, when you call something a team, a team is aspirational, right? Yes. You know, like, um, and, Yep. Family can be entitled. Right. Exactly. So I think the idea that you're trying to strive for excellence, it isn't necessarily about winning, which there's a great book on that about the infinite game Mm -hmm. with Simon Sinek, but, but it's, it's about striving to do the very best you can and not letting your team members down if everybody else is performing. So yeah, I, that's that's something I've actually given a lot of thought to. And the other part of it too, that I don't think people think about when you keep an underperforming person on your team, the message you send to everybody else is I not only accept, I reward mediocrity. Yeah. And that, that brings down a family or a team or a group, whatever word you want to put on it. And so yeah. when you have those type of, of not that nomenclature in place where it prevents you from really acting as a steward of your organization, not great. Although it's well-intentioned. Yeah, it is. And I think it is, it, it's subconscious too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be the first to say oh, yeah. it, it, it affected my behavior early yeah. on. And um, yeah, I think I'm better for it by changing that. that, that well, I'm sure on. you had to be, I'm sure you had to be purposeful about not using that word because it's again, mm-hmm. it's a crutch word. It's easy to use. Yeah. All right, Kirby, 
I thought we'd play a fun little game today. I think we're at the party in the back, a little yep. shorter podcast today as people are uh, hopefully enjoying a little bit of time off with their family and friends. I want to get to know Kirby, a little Thanksgiving weekend edition. So I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. Um, there's no right or wrong answers because actually I don't even know the answers to these questions. So it's a little fun here. You can just take a deep breath, relax, nothing to worry about. All right, Kirby, how many meals will you make out of Thanksgiving dishes, including Thanksgiving Day? So you're going to have the Thanksgiving Day meal. How many more meals will you get out of that meal? So like, like leftovers kind of thing is mm -hmm. what you mean? Yes. Yeah. So I would after, so I eat lunch at in-laws and then we'll do dinner mm -hmm. with my side of the family. I probably won't make a lot um, okay. because we don't, we don't host it. Like if we hosted it and there'd be a lot of leftovers, in the, I'm yeah. not opposed to leftovers, big fan, yeah. but for that particular holiday, we don't host it. So I would say if I have one, it will, that would be Tom's. Okay. What is the latest time you'll sleep in this week? Because you're, you're an early riser, as am I. And I, I know you'll be working tomorrow, maybe maybe ease out Wednesday. What's the latest you'll sleep in by we get to Monday morning? So my I have an older dog. Uh, you know that. Mm -hmm. uh, he mm -hmm. wakes up at 4 a.m. I, I don't know how to break that. <laughs> so every morning. I, I mean, do. It's uncanny. Uh, well, I, he's so old that I don't want to hurt him. <laughs> like, right. But let me just tell you, for, I, like, it's like he has his own alarm clock, 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. every day. Uh, he was 3.59 this morning. Um, so once I can get him out and if I can get him go back to sleep, I'm going to mm -hmm. go probably 7.30 will be the, like, the, the latest. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I, I mean, that, yeah, I, if, that's if I sleep in. I struggle with that. Once you have kids, you, you kind of, unfortunately, you get hardwired into getting up early. And so yeah. like sleeping until 6.30, 7 o'clock is like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. yeah. All right. When will your house be fully decorated for Christmas? Mm, that's a good one. Um, Amy takes the lead on most of that. Um, but I would say, let's see, it, it's December, I'm sure. Um, she actually okay. has some of our outdoor stuff because we had a really pretty day. Um, like a week yeah. or so ago. And so she put some of that up. We still go get a live tree. So we yeah. actually make a point of going down and cutting it down nice. and doing all that. And because uh, our discipline of watering said tree is not great, um, we need to wait a little later so we don't kill it before Christmas day. So I would guess December 8th. Okay. Are you more excited for the holiday season or bitter because it's getting colder? Uh, I'm doing better about the the cold thing. I uh, that's something I've worked on over the last couple of years. I, I layer up a lot more so that I'm not so cold. Mm -hmm. I, if I'm being honest, what I'm really excited about this year is uh, Skylar and the grandbaby. So that's yeah, totally that's get that. I'm, yeah, Kirby, which do you enjoy more, a Christmas beer or a nice old glass of eggnog? Oh God, that's easy. Christmas beer, yeah. uh, Christmas ale. I'm not a big, I'm actually not a big eggnog fan. I would try yours. I'm I sure know. it's delicious, right. but uh, the Great Lakes Christmas ale is the, it's like, very good. Oh, I could drink that all year long. It's so good. There's, there's still nothing better than Shiner Cheer. I'm just letting you know. And, so. and I, I, I've had Shiner Cheer. I like Shiner Cheer. Um, it's got okay. the peach flavor as well, but I, I like the Christmas. Ale. Yeah. So I know you're going to be watching a lot of football this weekend. It's a big football weekend. So I ran out of questions. So we're just going to do a little <laughs> turkey weekend football pick them. Okay. I think we should make a little bet. 
Oh, I've got okay. four games here, uh, eight games here, and a tiebreaker. Let's say that whoever wins gets the hat of their choice provided by the other person. Is that good with you? Uh, okay, sure. Just, sure. Or is there any? It's that's still fine. fun there. Yeah, that's great. All right, I love it. So let's let's start with college. Thanksgiving night, the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State is getting one over Ole Miss, and that's in Starkville. Yeah. See, this is gonna you're gonna have an advantage on this because I think. Um, I don't, I don't know. Pay, I don't pay as close attention on this. Uh, I'll go. Who's uh, what's the the guy that everybody hates? The the coach. Um, oh, the pirate down in uh, in Starkville, Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. you talking about Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin? Yeah, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. Okay, I'll go Ole Miss. Ole Miss. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ole Miss too. We don't have to disagree. Yeah, we'll add it up. All right. Iron Bowl, Alabama versus Auburn. Always a great game. This is in Auburn this year. Alabama's favored by 19 and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a, that's probably the easiest one you have on here, Alabama. Yeah, I'm going Bama too. I'm writing that down. Um, Ohio State is favored by seven and a half over Michigan. It's going to be a hell of a game. Um, okay. I, I'm going to vote with my heart um mm -hmm. it being at the big house is a big deal and i think i think the team up north is pretty good this year um if it, and it depends on which ohio state team shows up if the one that came to play last week it'll be ohio state yeah okay i prefer both teams to lose i can't root <laughs> for ohio state and i certainly can't root for a harbaugh but i'm gonna take michigan not to win but i think they cover so i'll take oh michigan. we're doing we're doing it just based on the bet okay cool with yeah why not okay. sure that's fine uh, te texas Texas A&M uh, versus LSU, Coach Ogeron's last game. This is in Death Valley. Uh, Texas A&M mm. is getting six and a half points. Hmm. So they're fa so LSU's favored. LSU is um, no, they're getting oh they're, they're getting points. Oh, okay, LSU's getting points. A&M's favored by six and a half. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's funny. We talked about this before we started recording. I tend to root for A&M mm -hmm. because of you, because um, you know I'm a pretty good friend. Uh, and so I'd I'm like gonna, to think so. I, I, I think I'm going to say A&M plus Giga Maggie's Giga yeah. Maggie's. Are gonna show I, I will Coach say the o Death the Valley door. thing. Death Valley thing is something, but I'm going to play, go. play Coach O's last game. Yeah. I don't think he's a great guy. All right. So let's, that's fine. let's go to the National Football League, Kirby. On Thanksgiving Day, the Chicago Bears versus the Detroit Lions. Chicago is favored by three and a half. Uh, again, I'm going to, I like Justin Fields. Uh, I'd like to see mm -hmm. him continue to grow and progress. So I'm going to okay. go bears. I'm going to go lions on this one. Yeah. Who'd I'm you go, go with on A&M and LSU? Oh, Texas A&M. Good old okay. army Aggies. Okay. Just yeah, make yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I'm taking Detroit uh, okay. on that one. Okay. Las Vegas Raiders against the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas favored by a touchdown. Yeah, I, uh, so what I've seen this year with Dallas is they're up and down. Uh, they just got got manhandled in this last week. And so my guess is Dak will have the boys ready to play. I'm going to go Dallas. I'm going to, I'm reluctantly going Dallas. Um, I think they're win, but I think it's going to be close, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. All right, Buffalo Bills versus New, or New Orleans Saints. The Yikes. Bills, the Bills are favored by four. Oh my gosh, boy, both teams look like crap. In last New Orleans, week. <laughs> too. In the Superdome. In the Superdome. Uh, I'm going to say the Bills bounce back. All right. I'm going to go Buffalo as well. All right. Here we go. Cleveland 
against the hated Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens are favored by four and a half points. And this is in Baltimore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. So, I, I mean, I think Baltimore is going to win going away. Okay. Um, okay. So you're going to go with the Ravens, right? That hurts my soul. Um, but yeah, I think if I'm betting anything, it's going to be the Ravens. Baker can't pay, Baker can't throw the ball, so it's it's I a think, challenge. I think I think the Baker Mayfields are going to pull it out. I'm pulling. I'm, I'm going to go Cleveland. All right, our tiebreaker Kirby okay. is total points for the Michigan Ohio State game. That's set at 68 and a half. So just pick how Jeez. many points total points. Wow, that's high. Yeah, it is. Um, that could be a barn burner though. Am I picking the just total or over or under? Total points. No, just total points. Uh, I gave you the over or under just for, you know, just to kind of give you some. And you said that's 68? 68 and a half. Yeah, I'll go 69 points. Okay. I went 57 points. So we have, we're locked in. Okay. We're locked in. We will, we will very quickly review this next week um, and, and go from there. I thought that'd be just something a little fun to do. Um, love it. And you know hopefully we can, we can call Josh Robbins to be our bookie. So it'll be great. Oh yeah. No, jo- <laughs> Josh will, will want some sort of vig on this. I'm yeah. Sure, he, but, he'll have but, an opinion. Yeah. You know, and he's going to be mad at know, me about this Browns pick. I'm sorry, Josh. Well, you know, who's never going to be mad at you, Kirby. Who's that though? Those are the suppliers on the soapbox virtual platform because they're so happy to be there. You as a distributor are so happy to be there. And when you get through one group of happy people, with another group of happy people, do you know what you get? Happy people. That's right. And that's what Soapbox does. They create happiness because they've got that great virtual platform. Super simple. We talked about four, two, one. I can't do that with my fingers, but it's four meetings. Uh, it takes about two hours of time, once a month for distributors. And you, you heard Kirby talk about it. You hear Kirby talk about it often, but Chris Wachowiak from Ronan Branding, one of my favorite quotes, this is an epic experience. And if you can't say that your uh, uh, supplier meetings are an epic experience, you're doing it wrong. So head over to promosoapbox.com and find the request info form, uh, Mr. and or Mrs. Distributor, and get on the soapbox. You're not going to be sorry you did. Or you can even send an email to info at promosoapbox.com. Kirby, I enjoyed it. I hope you and your family have a lovely uh, giving of thanks this week. And as always, I appreciate you and I appreciate uh, both of our listeners.